Hey there guys, uh, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Sensor Show. This is the one only show where we talk about all things movie news, video games, comics, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. And uh, well, this is not going to be a normal episode of the Zeke Sensor Show. We have one main topic that we're going to talk about, and then most of today's show is just going to be um, us taking your guys' <coughs> um, Q&A questions. Um, hopefully you guys are having a good, good time. Uh, I know the show... The show went up a day late. I apologize for that. Been busy. Very, very busy. Been a very hectic week. Um, filled with a lot of stuff that's going on. You know, it's, it's life. It's life. You know. Um, <clears throat> um, so let's go ahead and, uh, let's, let's start with this. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and talk about this main topic. Before we get into your guys' Q&A questions, let's talk about this Damon Lindelof thing. Um, so, once again, uh, we have we have uh, we as Star Wars fans can never have nice things. Uh, just weeks before, <coughs> sorry, just weeks before Star Wars Celebration, it is now being reported that Damon Lindelof is the next filmmaker to leave a Star Wars project. Screen Rant wrote the following. According to Above the Line, Damon Lindelof and Justin Brett Gibson have exited an upcoming movie by Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy. A new writer has reportedly been chosen. And we're going to get into that. In the, we're going to get into that part in just a second. And above an Above the Line report details uh, will be conf, uh, details will be confirmed at Star Wars Celebration in April 2023. <coughs> Production is apparently slated to start in February 2024, ahead of the film's planned release date on December 19th, 2025. And that comes to us from Screen Rant. <coughs> now, now it is being reported that uh, Peaky Blinders writer Stephen Knight has taken over screenwriting duties from Lindelof. <coughs> Man, I'm coughing a lot. <coughs> I'm gonna drink. <sighs> okay. Um. So um. So what? So this is this should not come off as any. This should not uh be surprising. Um. Unfortunately, this is a running pattern with uh, Lucasfilm and uh, and Star Wars that they tend to and that they tend to um, we we get word on who's making a Star Wars film and then we learn that oh wait nope never mind that that that's not happening you know <clears throat> and uh, it's a it's a bit bizarre honestly. Um, it's a, it's a little bit uh it's a little bit weird because um you know I would have been interested to see what Damon <coughs> what Damon Lindelof uh was was coming up with now now of course it's not like they're getting rid of the idea altogether the movie's still happening uh Charmaine uh obeyed Chinoy is um is still on board to direct and they just replaced the writer they just replaced Damon Lindelof with uh, Stephen Knight. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know. I just like I, 
I see all this. <clears throat> I hear all this, and I'm just like, this has happened again and again and again from Josh Trank, Colin Trevorrow, Benioff and Weiss. Um, most recently, we had Patty Jenkins and Kevin Feige. Um, it has just happened way too many times, and it makes me wonder... Why is Kathleen Kennedy still there? Why is she still there at Lucasfilm? You know, if she is constantly um, hiring these talented filmmakers and then just pushing them off after um, <clears throat> after uh, working for a while with them, you know, it just it just doesn't make sense to me and. Um, I'm, I've been at the belief that Kathleen Kennedy should leave and I think she's going to, I do firmly believe that as, <coughs> at some point, um, that at some point, uh, Kathleen Kennedy is going to, uh, to leave Lucasfilm, you know, so I don't know, man, we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens with that. So, um, and and we'll and and I'm gonna put it as a we'll see if if they actually announce this movie at Star Wars Celebration because because the, every year they the, there's a report saying oh we're gonna get oh Lucasfilm will announce it we heard that last year last year at Star Wars Celebration you guys remember last year they it, there was report there was a report going around that um, Taika Waititi's film will be confirmed. At Star Wars Celebration. And. You know. It really was. I mean. Kathleen Kennedy came out on stage. And said they're working on it. But it wasn't actually confirmed. It wasn't given a release date. Nothing. No updates on whether on when it's going to start filming. Nothing. You know. Just. Oh yeah. Taika's still working on a Star Wars movie. Okay. I'll, what's the update on it? Eh, he's still working on it. You know, so I highly doubt we're even going to get some kind of an update on on that. I feel like it's just going to be Kathleen Kennedy on the uh, Star Wars show um, stage going, oh, yeah, um, you know, Stephen Knight is working on a Star Wars movie and uh, uh, Charmaine, uh, uh, Charmaine and Stephen are working very hard on their Star Wars movie. Okay, but when when's it gonna start shooting? Well, we don't really know yet. Uh, we're still working on the script. Okay, but when's when's the release date? Uh, we don't really know yet. We're aiming for this. I highly doubt it's. I highly doubt it's gonna happen. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next part of the uh, show, and we are going to be talking about John. We're going to be reviewing. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Um, I'm not going to get into spoilers. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but uh, we're going to talk about John Wick Chapter 4. So let's not waste any time and let's talk about uh, Keanu Reeves in John Wick Chapter 4. Same advice. Saying hello. You think your wife can hear you? No. Then why bother? 
Maybe I'm wrong. You're going to die. Maybe not. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. A new day is dawning. New ideas, new rules, new management. We've known each other since we were nine Who is this? The Marquis de Gramont. Challenge him to single combat. Win or lose, it's a way out. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. I was the black sheep of the family. Man has to look his best when it's time to get married. Or buried. I'm going to need a gun. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. If you win, the table will honor its word. We'll have your freedom. Under the old laws, only one can survive. Failure to meet at sunrise will result in execution. Last words, Winston? Just have fun out there. <laughs> I want you to find your peace, but a good death only comes after a good life. You and I left a good life behind a long time ago, my friend. So John Wick, uh, so John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, this is once again uh, directed by Chad Stileski. Helski, okay. I'm butchering that name so badly. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, it stars uh, Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, um, the the late great Lance Reddick. Uh, Ian McShane once again, but also adds some new, some new uh, actors, including Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, uh, Hiro Hiroyuki Sa- uh, Sanda, uh, Shamir Anderson, uh, and uh, Re- uh, Rena. S- uh, oh wow, I'm gonna butcher this so bad. I'm s- I apologize in advance. Asweyama. Um, and, uh, Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown in, is in this film as well. Um, so right now, John Wick chapter four currently holds a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 233 reviews and the audience score, um, is ranking it pretty high at, as is. It is at a 95% audience rating as well. Uh, the critic consensus for John Wick is 
John Wick Chapter 4 piles on more uh, on on more of everything and suggests that it, when it comes to as to a well-dressed Keanu Reeves dispatching his enemies in lethal politics uh okay style there can never be too much so what's uh what are my thoughts on this um i loved this movie i really did uh i love this movie i think it's the best now i don't think it's just the best action movie of the year um i would say so far i mean we're only in march so it's not like i can start sitting here and go oh yeah i've seen a lot of great movies this year we're only in march so i can't really say that i've seen a lot of great films this year but uh uh you know um i Firmly do believe that uh, um, uh, that John Wick Chapter Four I would say is my favorite movie of the year so far. It's I definitely think it's the best action movie of the year, um, and I would have a hard time believing that anything else is going to top it as far as an action from an action standpoint. Um, this is a wonderfully uh, helmed uh, action movie. Uh, the action is spectacular. Um, I thought the acting was really good. Um, Bill Skarsgård uh, plays the uh, he plays the main antagonist in this film, and he's very much uh, a good and I think he's the best villain of the series. He's the best um, antagonist we've had in the John Wick franchise. Um, he's he's great. Um, um I I want I. Hiro uh Hiro Yuki uh, Sanda um he's not in the movie that much uh he's not in the movie that much but he's really but that being said he is um very very uh good in the movie um of course he was in uh he was in bullet we all saw him in in bullet train last year and he was a scorpion in the most recent mortal Kombat movie um so i mean he's he's good in almost everything he's in but um but in this one you don't again he's not in the movie from he's not really in the movie that much um in fact if you've seen the trailer and you've seen some of his uh, scenes in the trailer, um, you know he's he's not he's not in the movie that much. And you were if you were expecting to see a lot of him, he's not in the movie that much. But he definitely does um, he definitely does serve um, uh, a purpose in the film. Uh, he he's he's great. I love I love him in it. Uh, Donnie Yen, I thought Donnie Yen was great in it. Um. um and I, I really liked, um, I just thought the acting was, was really good. I mean, Ian McShane, Lance, I mean, the late, great Lance, uh, Lance Reddick, who, uh, unfortunately, sadly, just recently, uh, passed away. But, um, but, uh, even for him, I mean, he, I always thought he was great in these movies, um, even from the first one. Uh, and of course, uh, Ian McShane, that was great. And I will say, um, Keanu Reeves is, really kind of spectacular 
Um, he was really, really good in this movie, and I, I, I loved it a lot. So, um, as far as issues go, I mean, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, but I didn't. There's there, I, I didn't, I couldn't find a glaring weakness in it. Like I really couldn't. Um, there were a couple things that I think they could have done a little bit better. But honestly, I, I, I mean, most people are going to complain about the runtime. I didn't think the movie felt that long, though. Like, honestly, the movie moved at such an incredible pace. I never once felt like the movie was too long, you know. Um, I've seen the movie twice now, and, and both times I've seen it, um, it never felt long to me. In fact, it almost feels like you, if you blink once, oh, my gosh, the movie's, the movie's almost over, you know. So I, I, I didn't necessarily feel the runtime, and I'm... Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 th- I think, again, I don't think this is a perfect movie by any means, but there, there, there wasn't anything that stuck out to me as a major flaw in the film. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it's great. I loved the movie from, from, I loved it from beginning to end. Um, it's a great addition to the John Wick, uh, franchise. Um, I want to say other things, but I, I don't want to say just in, I, well, no, that, the part that I do want to talk about is definitely a spoiler. Um, I can't talk about that. So, uh, what I will say is, uh, yeah, I love this movie and, uh, hopefully you guys will go and, I mean, if you guys haven't seen it already this weekend, please go and check out John Wick chapter four. It is, I think one of, uh, I think it's the best action movie uh, of the year. Um, And I think it's the best movie of the year so far. So there it goes. All right, guys. With all that down and out of the way, we are now going to get into your guys' Q&A questions. But before we do that, uh, we are going to go ahead and take the Zeke Said So commercial break. So uh, don't go any, sit back, uh, relax, relax. Uh, if you need to go get a refill of your drink, go and do that. Get some popcorns, uh, get some kind of a snack as you listen to me ramble on and answer your guys' Q&A questions. So sit back and the, uh, the Zeke Sedzo show will be right back. Thank you so much for listening to this installment on the Zeke Said So podcast. I wanted to remind you guys that the Zeke Said So podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Uh, if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast, make sure you leave a review on the feed, preferably a positive review. It helps more people see the show, and it helps us grow and continue to give you this amazing content. Also wanted to remind you guys that you can check out the Zeke Said So written blog. Go to zekesaidso.wordpress.com and you may find the Zeke Said So podcast in a written blog. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Zeke Said So and on Instagram at Zeke underscore said underscore so. And one more thing. If you would like to support the show, you can find a link in the description of every podcast we put up to our listener support feature. Once you get there, you may donate any amount, and for those who do, you will receive a special shout-out right here on the podcast feed. Not a mandate. You don't have to do. You don't have to do it, 
but it does help us out a lot. And you guys are also supporting the show just by listening to this amazing content. Now, with that down, let's get right back to the show. All right, guys, and now we are going to go into your guys' Q&A questions. Um, I took some last-minute Q&A questions from yesterday, so let's go ahead and uh, start answering them. Uh, Thank you to all those who sent in questions yesterday because you upped our questions from... We had, like, six questions that we were going to answer, but now that you guys... We now have 12 questions that that we have to get through, so thank you so much to all you guys who sent in questions in the last minute. So, all right. Let's move on. Let's go ahead and uh, start answering questions. Uh, what do you think of Jordan Peele's new mo- uh, Jordan Peele's movie will do at the box office since it's coming out a week after Avatar three? Yeah, that was a dumb move uh, by Universal to to put this movie unless unless I don't know maybe if it's maybe they think it's gonna be great. Um, I don't know that I I just don't know I don't really know that that feels like a very dumb move to put jordan peele's new movie right next to um avatar like why not have it come out in earlier like october you know i don't know it's weird that's just weird to me so um i don't i I, i'll be honest i don't know how it's gonna do only because not only is avatar 3 gonna come out that that week, uh, the week before, but the same week as Avatar three, Sonic the Hedgehog three comes out. So it's like you got Avatar three and Sonic the Hedgehog three, which are both going to be competing for very similar audiences. You know, so I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. And you, do you, I mean, come on. After what happened with Avatar: The Way of Water, do you really think Avatar three is not going to become a billion dollar film? I mean, come on, we all know it's going to be a billion dollar film. That's why I don't understand why Jordan Peele's new movie is going to come out a week after it. It's just, it, ugh. All right. Um, if you were running Luke, if you were running Lucasfilm, how would you proceed with the future of Star Wars films? Um, I would assemble a writers' room, map out a plan for movies that take place after the Rise of Skywalker. And I would set up another writer's room that is specifically tasked with coming up with ideas uh, for for movies that take place in the Old Republic. So I have two separate writer's rooms. Each writer's room is coming up with a f- series of films that all happen in two completely different time periods. You have the future time period where it takes place post-Skywalker saga. You know That way you have a team that deals with that era. And then you can have an entire writer's room team that deals with the Old Republic, pl- mapping out a series of films that take place within that era. Because I I think that's the way to go. I think that is the way to go. Especially if you guys have ever played Knights of the Old Republic, there is some rich, rich storytelling that you can do in that era. Now, there are rumors and reports that that's what um, Benioff and Weiss wanted to do. I would say go for it. I would say go for it. If I was the head of Lucasfilm, that's what I would do. Set up a writer's room to map out a series of films that take place in the Old Republic and then set up another writer's room that specifically is mapping out films that take place post-Rise of Skywalker. But also have things 
Example. Here's a per- here's a perfect example. Have things that happen in the old Republic movies. Maybe they tie into things that happened in the other series of films in the post Rise of Skywalker era. You know, have element have story elements that are going to transfer over into the future installments because, you know. That's the thing I feel like Star Wars has really been missing. It's been missing that connectivity, you know? And I feel like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are doing a better job at connecting certain pieces than even the sequel trilogy was, you know? So, I don't know. I think it, I think that'd be a smart way to go. Um, okay. What is your favorite video game of all time? Uh, I've said this many times, but for me, it's Uncharted. Um, Uncharted is my favorite video game of all time. Uh, Uncharted 4. To be to be to be uh, specific, um, but as a video game series, yeah, the Uncharted franchise that's one of my favorite video game franchises of all time, because each installment, you know, Uncharted was one of those rare video games where each installment just kept getting better and better and better and better, you know, and I love the character of Nathan Drake. I think it's I, and and the gameplay. For all four of those, for all four of those games were just so so much fun. So, um, all right, with the recent shakeups at Marvel Studios, could Kevin Feige be next? Be the next one to go? No, because um, we now have details as to why Victoria Alonso was fired. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Um. <laughs> Uh, here it is. So the Hollywood Reporter put out a uh, an, an exclusive inside the firing of Victoria Alonso. You know, um, this is uh, so this is what uh, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, let me see. Okay, yeah. Here's, here's what The Hollywood Reporter had to say. The Oscar-nominated film Argentina 1985 was at the center of last week's sudden firing of longtime Marvel Studios executive Victoria Alonso. Uh, Alonso was one of eight producers on the Argentine uh, historical drama, which was distributed by Amazon and completed for the best and competed for the best international feature Oscar. Uh, however, by assuming that role, she breached her contract several times, according to sources. After repeated warnings, the situation came to a head the week after the Academy Awards ultimately led to her termination. It was a seismic shakeup at Marvel where, for years, Alonzo was part of the Holy Trinity, along with Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige and co-president Louis Desposito, who led the Marvel Cinematic Universe to even greater heights. Uh, according to according to insiders, Alonzo breached a 2018 agreement that included the company's standards business conduct, which states that employees cannot work for competing studios. Sources say that Alonzo did not ask permission to work on Argentina 1985, nor did she give notice. However, an IndieWire piece published last month on the film uh, stated that she did have permission. When Disney found out about the about the project and the violation, her longtime service and veteran and veteran status led the company to give her uh, dis- 
dispensation on the condition that she not work on the on the movie further. She was also not to promote it or publicize it or publicize or publicize it in any way. The situation atop of of a top executive working on a movie outside outside com, outside company confines was was deemed serious enough to involve the man. Uh, sorry guys, I am receiving a phone call. Um, okay, it was, it looked like it was the wrong number anyway. I have no idea who that is. Anyway, okay, um, the situation of a top executive working on the movie's outside confines, uh, oh yeah, was deemed serious enough to involve the management audit team and new memo was signed according to an insider. Um... Okay, uh, Alonzo's attorney, Patty uh, Glaser, released a statement after the initial publication of the story. Said the, the, the attorney said, uh, so this is coming from Alonzo's attorney, okay? This is what, and, and, and look, we'll get into the other questions in a second, but I think it's key that we bring this up here. The idea that Victoria was fired over a handful of press interviews relating to a personal passion project about human rights and de- and democracy that was nominated for an Oscar uh, and which she got Disney's blessings to work on is absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, Victoria, uh, Victoria, a gay... Uh, a, a gay Latina who had the courage to criticize Disney was silenced. Then she was terminated when she refused to do something she believed was irreprehensible. Disney and Marvel made a really poor decision that will have serious consequences. There's a lot more to this story, and Victoria will be telling it shortly in one forum or another. Um... Let me see. Um, sorry, guys. My neighbors are playing. My neighbors, are, uh, my the the neighborhood's playing some form of music. That's that's wonderful. Um, okay. <laughs> this is. Oh man, I don't. I need. I, I should. I should probably look into getting some kind of soundproofing. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, where was I? According to sources, she was reminded of her agreement and her breach several times, but campaigning continued. Uh, she even appeared on the Oscars arrivals, uh, arrivals carpet, not as a Marvel executive associated with that studio's, uh, multi-nominated Black Panther Wakanda forever, but as, but rather as Argentina's 1985's producer, Walking with the film's director Santiago uh, Santiago uh, Mitch, 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 um and there's a there's a whole bunch of other stuff that this uh, that this whole that the I would I would highly recommend if you really want to go in depth um, I would definitely go and read this article. So ultimately, you know, we had talked about it on the uh, Web Swingers podcast that it might have been because of some drama revolving the VFX artists and all that stuff. But now we're hearing that that's not even the that that's not the case. That now we are hearing that it was because she went off to go and promote Argentina in 1985, and and people have been sending me messages saying, "Oh, Zig, they were wrong to let her go." 
No, they weren't. No, they weren't. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if a contract states, if if you are contractually obligated to not pr- to not work on a project for a competing st- studio, then you are contractually obligated not to do that. That would be like like okay. Here's 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 something. Um. It would be like if you. It would be like it, it would be like if if you were told. Hey, um. You know your 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 lunch your lunch break is 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 thirty minutes. Let's just let's just go that. You know your lunch break is thirty minutes. And you can't go anywhere after, but then you consistently abuse it. And go over the thirty minutes and decide to go like maybe forty five sometimes an hour, then you are in violation of the of the agreement that says you can only go on a thirty minute lunch break you know that's that's a that's a very that's a that's a smaller uh comparison compared to a mar a a company as big as Marvel Studios, you know. That's a, that's a that's a that's not the the best analogy, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with it. But anyway, the the point of the matter is is that Victoria Alonso was was contractually obligated not to work on anything outside of Disney and not to promote anything that had nothing to do with what she was contractually obligated to work and promote. And she did. So in that case, she was fired. I'm not saying I'm not saying she was in the wrong to do so because look, this it was a movie about her it was it was a passion project for her. So of course she would want to have some involvement into it. You know? And I completely get it from her part, but she should I've also realized what the consequences of doing that film was going to have. Unfortunately, that's that's just the case. If if you know and so so to answer this question, could Kevin Feige be the next one to go? And I and I would say no because this was a completely different situation. Kevin Feige would have to do something very severe in order for him to be fired from Di- from Marvel Studios. So, there you go. Um okay. Uh do you think a new mummy movie could work uh in today's day? Um a new mummy yeah, I think so. I, I I definitely think so. I I think um, if you if you go back to what made that first the first you know the the funny thing is that the Brendan Fraser mummy films they are not horror movies. Yes, they have scary sequences in them, but I would compare them more to like. Um, Indiana Jones, you know, where they have scare, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark has some scary sequences, but it's a fun adventure film. 
you know, the mummy, the first mummy movie has scary sequences in it, but for the most part, it's a fun action adventure film. So if you go back to that old school action adventure film, like Jason and the Argonauts type of adventure, I think you can make a movie. I think you can get back to what made that first film so special. So yeah, I would say, I would say try that. All right. Uh, who do you believe is at fault for Shazam's box office results? Um, I'll be honest. I don't think anyone in particular. Uh, I just think the movie wasn't marketed well enough to get people to want to go and see it. They didn't put out great trailers. Um, even the posters were kind of lame. Um, I mean, the fact that they had to, and the movie's been out, the movie's been out for a week. And if you haven't seen it by now, then odds are you probably aren't that interested. The fact that they had to put in the big Wonder Woman cameo that happens at the end of the film, the fact that they had to throw that in their marketing campaign just to you know it just it, it that that was i mean that right there just shows you how badly that warner brothers had just botched the marketing on this film so yeah um i think i think it really comes down to the marketing of of the film um I know, I know there there are some reports going around that uh, that Zachary Levi had talked about, um, like they originally were gonna have like the JSA come in in the post credit scene, and then like I guess the Rock had basically shut them down. I I'm I'm not even gonna get into all that. I'll, I'll talk about that on the on to the Batcave on Monday, um, but uh, yeah, that's a whole other messy. Messy situation. All right. Uh, next question. When are we going to get another Zeke the Geek movie? I need another film. <laughs> um, I'm working on a short film. I'm working on another one. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, making, you know, this is the thing with making short films, guys, is that it's it's not the easiest thing. Making a movie is so hard, especially when you're someone like me who is making short films essentially by himself. Um, like, like, what to watch? I had nobody's help on that movie. That movie was shot by me on, like, 16 separate days. That movie was shot over the course of 16 days. <laughs> so by myself too. So it's like it's like I I didn't I didn't really have a lot of a lot of help, you know. Um so So yeah, well, there's there there's that. <laughs> okay. Uh do you think we will see another sequel to Uncharted? Um I think we will. I think we will. Uh, Sony has mentioned that they are, that they want to do another one. I just would say, please just don't. Um, if you're going to do another Uncharted film, I would say reboot it. Bring in an older actor to play Nathan Drake. 
and do it right. Because unfortunately, I love Tom Holland and I love Mark Wahlberg. That just wasn't Uncharted for me, though. It just wasn't. It was not Uncharted. So, uh, what are some canceled movie projects you wish we could see? Um, wow, what are some movie projects you canceled movie? Uh, oh, boy. Um, as far as canceled movie projects, I wish we could see. I would say. Gosh, there's so many that sound so cool. I would say Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4. Yeah, I'm going to say that one. Just because I think the potential for a fourth Sam Raimi Spider-Man film, especially, oh, John Malkovich as the Vulture. Oh my God, that would have been cool. But so cool to see. So there, there's that. Favorite Disney live action remake. I would, oh boy, probably still. I would probably say John Favreau's Jungle Book is still my favorite Disney live action remake. I love what John Favreau did with the Jungle Book. Um. So yeah, I'll 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 say that one. I'll go ahead and say that one. Alright, just a couple more questions here, guys. Do you listen to any movie any other movie related podcasts? If so, which ones uh are you which ones are your favorite? Let me go ahead and go to my Google podcast here. because um, I do listen to a lot of other podcasts out there. Uh, let's see. Let's let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Here. I listen to. Obviously, you guys. You guys know I listen to the John Campia show, uh, the Big Thing podcast with Christian Harloff. Um, big fan of uh, Talk is Jericho, uh, Chris Jericho's show, uh, just Chris Jericho's podcast. Um, the Steve Austin show. Uh, uh, this is a much older. This is a bit of an older show. Uh, well, I don't know if it's old. I don't know if he still does it. Um, I mean, he might still do it. I I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a while, but um. I like I like some I I like listening to some of Steve Austin's stuff. Um, but as far as movie podcast goes, because those are two wrestling uh, related shows. Um, uh, let's see, Holy Batcast. Uh, the uh, one of the R uh, real fans, really the real fans for real movies podcast network. They are they. There's some. There's a lot of really great stuff. They got a lot of really great shows on their, on their network. I mean, let let me just let's just go down here. I mean, holy Batcast, Disorder. Every Disney film is great. Uh, please rewind. Why not Futurama? Uh, a lot of really really fun um, 
stuff on their network, uh, which is like I would say uh, my favorite is probably Disorder every Disney film. I've been listening to that show since the moment it started. I think the first episode first premiered in twenty seventeen. And I've been listening to it ever since. It's really, really great. If you guys have, if you guys haven't, go check, go check them out. It's uh, rf4rm.com. Definitely go and check them out. So, um, yeah, the podcast that I still listen. To, yeah, those are probably those are probably the only other ones that I listen to. Um, if I'm not listening, because I'll be honest to you guys, I do listen to my show. I do listen to my 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 sh- stuff. Um, and people will look at that and go, really, you listen to your own stuff? Yes, and I feel like if you are the type of person who doesn't, if you are a content creator and you're not going back and looking at your own content, then you obviously have no interest in improving your shit because I always listen to my stuff as a way for me to learn, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Obviously, there are many things I know that I'm doing wrong. Like, for example, soundproofing. Um, <laughs> soundproofing would be a really good place to start. Um, but, yeah, no, um, I would say, uh, but, yeah, no, I do listen to my own stuff. Uh, but, you know, like I mentioned, I listen to a lot of other stuff. Like, again, Big Thing, John Campier Show, um, Holy Batcast, Disorder, uh, Disorder, Every Disney Film. You know, just a lot of a lot of great great stuff. Uh oh, another one that I listen to is uh from from pencils to pixels. It's an animation podcast uh with uh hosted by uh, uh Michael Lyons who wrote an amazing an amazing book that I still am hoping that I can get my hands on. Uh is uh he wrote a book about um the uh the uh the renaissance the disney renaissance era um and i want to read that book i i i do want to read that book but anyway from pencils to pixels the an- the animation celebration podcast check that one out as well if you're an animation fan you should definitely check that one out all right and the final question is who do you think is the scarier slasher ghostface or michael myers Ooh, that's a good one. Um, well, considering that I loved the last Scream movie more than I loved the last Halloween movie, um, I I won't judge it based on that. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say something slightly controversial here. I think Ghostface is a lot scarier. The only reason why I would say Ghostface is scarier is because Ghostface as a idea as a as a as a idea I feel that is something that I feel like could exist in our real world. Um and that's and that was kind of the idea behind Scream in the first place was that you you know Ghostface was not a, a killer who had superpowers, but he was just but Ghostface was just like in the original scream. It what it what Ghostface came down to is two psychos who loved horror movies looked at their the horror movies that they were watching going, "Hey, that's a good idea. 
you know? And um, that concept for me, at least that idea, is a lot more scarier than Michael Myers. Because Michael Myers... I don't know. They've done things with Michael Myers with Michael Myers that just make him less scary every time. Like 20 like like Halloween's 2018 kind of got this a little bit. Kind of made him scary a little bit again. But then you had like Halloween Kills which was terrible which and which made it be like, oh yeah, Michael Myers, the evilness of Michael Myers is basically like an STD. Like, 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 that's the thing. That's what Michael Myers has become now. Michael Myers is less of a serial killer and more of, and less of a scary, um, uh, person. And he's become more of an STD now, which is kind of unfortunate because he's like, it's because this is what they've turned it into. Oh, Michael, My- the evilness that Michael Myers possesses can now just be transferred over to somebody else. Like, that's just stupid. Come on, that's stupid. I mean, yeah, it, it's really, really stupid. Um, okay, uh, guys, that will do it. That will do it for this week's episode of the Zeke Said So Show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. Um, there, There's a bunch of great stuff on the Zeke Said So podcast feed right now. Definitely go and check that out when you guys get the chance. Um, and, uh, yeah, brand new episode of To The Bat Cave uh, drops this upcoming Monday. And, of course, uh, this week's episode of Throwback Thursday, guys, is going to be something really special. We are finally concluding... Our series of Star Wars reviews with the most infamous Star Wars movie, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be doing that. It's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully. Um, probably not going to be fun watching that movie, but it's, uh, I'm hoping it's going to be semi-entertaining. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Guys, that will do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this episode, please make sure you share it and subscribe. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.